Welcome to tonight's podcast. This is uh, Tony Clark. I currently have state finals official Kenny Watkins on the line, and we're just going to talk about stalling. Uh, first, Kenny, let's talk about your experience as an official. You've officiated how long now? I believe I've officiated 26 years. 26. You know how, many, how many state tournaments have you done now? 14. 14. And I not only you are you are an um, state tournament ref, you are also a uh, clinician for the IHSA. Uh, I believe you just started yeah. that this year. Yeah. And also you have a lot of um, AAU experience with Disney duels and a few others, correct? Correct. So from your perspective as a clinician, as a, as a state finals official, where do you see that our officials need to improve when it comes to stalling? Well, pretty much um, my, my spin on it is, 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 is stalling is, is, is based on a comfort level. Some, some officials are just uncomfortable calling stalling. Uh, so you have to you have to be comfortable within your yourself to be able to recognize stalling and then to penalize stalling when it occurs. Um, for the most part, I would say the top tier officials in Illinois call stalling fairly consistently. Um, it's the younger up and coming officials who have problems recognizing it. And also, I'm not going to say intimidate it, but just not too forthcoming with making those calls that we need areas of work in. So let's, let's break it down uh, by position. How do you feel officials should approach stalling in a neutral position? What, what areas do you think uh, one, we need improvement in and your viewpoint on how we can be more consistent in calling stalling from neutral? Well, definitely with the with the backing out rule, we, we definitely need to get more consistent on, on calling that when that guy backs out. Uh, in my opinion, I look at it as if there's a pit of lions or a pit of alligators at the edge of that circle. And if there were, you do everything in your power <laughs> to stay within that circle. Um, if that guy's pushing you and you know you're going to get eaten by alligators or lions, I guarantee you, you will be pushing back to try to stay in bounds. So that's one aspect of it. Um, one guy constantly initiating action, the other guy avoiding action. Uh, that's another aspect of it. Uh, playing the edge, guy gets close to the edge of the circle. Now he gets active, but when he's in the center of the circle, he's not. And, and just the overall, just avoiding wrestling. That's my aspect in the, in the neutral position. What about the advantage position down on the mat, the top wrestler? How do you view stalling there? Well, that's actually the, 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 the referee's position is actually probably is the easiest positions that we should be calling stalling in. The top guy has the onus of working for a fall or releasing that guy to immediately try to take him back down. That is the only way he can show us improvement, working, by the fall, working for the fall or releasing that guy to immediately take him back down, or at least attempting to try to take him back down again. The bottom guy, his, 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 his requirements is just as simple. 
escape or reversal. So do you see more consistency in calling stalling from the referees in the down on the mat position? I believe there is a little bit more consistency there because the, the top guy, most rec- referees are going to recognize when the top guy is not working for that fall or he's not working to cut the guy and, and immediately take him down. And by the same token, they're going to recognize when that bottom guy is not looking to escape, not looking to reverse. He's got his head down on the mat. He's flattened out. He's not really making any attempts to, to get away. Uh, that's going to be easier to recognize. The top guy, he's just riding him. He's not looking to break him down because the first step in working for a fall is to break the guy down. Then once you have him broken down, you're attempting a maneuver that's going to score you some points. Uh, you can break him down and sit on his hips, but if unless you're Hercules, y- you're not going to turn that guy. So those are some attempts. So those are some things that officials need to recognize that putting a half in and sitting on his hips and then changing that same half and still sitting on that hip. That's not aggressive wrestling. That's not looking to score. That's stalling. Stalling is a tactic, whether it's used offensively or defensively to avoid wrestling action. No, explain using stalling defensively. Well, if I'm uh, if defensively, I'm going to block attempts. Also, because if we're in a neutral position, I'm going to block attempts. I'm going to repeatedly block attempts for the other wrestler to take me down. You are allowed to defend. And there is, in my opinion, you can be a counter wrestler. In other words, you can set up your offense off of his offense. So you can be a defensive wrestler, but you're committing to some action. However, if you're just avoiding Ashton, you're blocking, you're backing away, you're backing off the mat, you're avoiding contact, you're stalling. You're, you're not wrestling aggressive. Aggressive wrestling normally is if it's not in the forward action motion where you're trying to actively achieve a score and you're just avoiding wrestling, you're stalling. How do you feel or how would you recommend to the younger and the upper coming officials how to handle that coach like in a neutral position when they're yelling, my guy's taking all the shots? What should a, a, a valid response to that be? <laughs> well, actually, you should only be talking to him at the table. <laughs> so I wouldn't holler from the mat. I, w- I would actually give a reply. If he wants to take me to the to the table and discuss that, we can go to the table. But if this guy's taking all the shots, it should be easy to recognize. He's taking all the shots. That means he's actually literally tried to take this guy down. This guy has avoided him. Uh, it's going to be easy call. You're not going to need to coach to sell that call if this guy's been doing all the work. It's fairly easy because if he's doing all the work, the other guy's avoiding wrestling. He's backing up. He's backing out the circle. He's just not doing anything. So he's not even trying to generate offense off the other guy's offense. He's just stalling. Same question. Um, you know, how do how do how does that up and coming official handle a coach? Say down on the mat, their kids on the bottom, and now they're they they want to take the official to the table and and talk about you know, 
He's just riding our hips. Well, the answer to that is, you know, if, if you're looking at that, is he just riding? What, what, what action has he done to generate a score? Remember, in the top position, he's working for a fall or he's releasing this guy to try to take him down. The first action the top guy must do is break him down. We're not saying that this bottom guy has to just roll over for him, but we are looking for some nice, aggressive action to try to turn this guy a score. If he's coming off the hips and he's trying to initiate a turn, I, 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 I'm saying he's working, but, but this guy's not cooperating, which he shouldn't be. But however, now if he's just staying back and he's just riding the hips, he's not looking to break this guy down, he's not looking to release him, then he is riding. Uh, that question right there, my reply to, to, the, to the coach would be, I'm watching him coach. Uh, if, if I've hit him for stalling, which is probably the only reason he's going to bring me to the table. Uh, that Well, I take that back. He's probably going to bring me to the table if I haven't hit this, this guy for stalling because he says this, the bottom guy is just being ridden. You got to look at what's going on. Is this bottom guy trying to escape or reverse? Is this top guy trying to break him down the pin? Or is he letting him go? It's just that simple. It's simple to me. That's the way I view it. There's nothing really else that can be viewed upon that situation. If that bottom guy hits a sit out and that guy recovers him and, you know, he's trying to set up something, then this guy executes a stand up. I got wrestling action. But if he's just riding the hips, this guy's trying to do all this work, trying to get away. And this guy is really just going along for the ride. I'm probably looking to hit the top guy for stalling. Do you feel with the uh, rule changes over the last couple of years, adding um, from the neutral position, the back out and the pull out, do you feel that has helped define what the officials should be looking at? I think it has. But one thing I see that doesn't that I see coaches now think that by coaching their wrestler to stay in bounds that he can still not be hit for stalling because wrestling instructing your wrestler to stay in bounds is good but if you constantly have to instruct your wrestler to stay in bounds he's not wrestling aggressively that is that staying in bounds is is good but if your guy has constantly got his back to the edge of that mat I'm probably still looking at your guy for stalling. I've heard many coaches say, shoot him out, shoot him out. But I have not heard one coach say, shoot him in, shoot him in. Explain the shoot him in philosophy. Okay. Now, when a coach is telling his wrestler to shoot him out, he's also knowing that if he shoots him out and he's unsuccessful, they're probably going to be out of bounds. So he's using that edge of the circle as a safety net. Now, by the same token, the guy who's being backed to the edge he can shoot forward that way we've got the same situation however if his attempt is unsuccessful and the other guy counters we're going to have a score inbounds hence action can continue that's that's showing me aggressive wrestling on that part and it's not being coached as a tactic to use the out-of-bounds area as a safety net 
that's why I say I've never heard a coach, coach say, shoot him in, shoot him in. I always shoot him out, but never shoot him in. How do you feel about the um, rule change for the fleeing the mat this year? Separating that from starting. I think I think that was a good clarification because oftentimes, if 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 there's no imminent score. What, what what are we what are we doing? We're we're penalizing the guy from leaving the wrestling area. True, but nothing was at jeopardy. So I think it's appropriate that for leaving the area when nothing was imminent, a stalling is an appropriate call. Now, however, when there is something imminent and the score is about to happen, I think now you're avoiding being scored upon. That should be a fleeing a mat technical violation. Have you witnessed or are you seeing better consistency now that fleeing the mat and Stalin have a better separation? I've seen a little bit better, yes. Yes, I am. Because now they don't have to struggle with the decision, oh, he left the wrestling area. That's that's fleeing the mat. They don't have to struggle with that. They know now, hey, this guy ain't trying to stay on the mat. I can hit him for Stalin. There's, there was no imminent score. But now if there's an imminent score, uh, I can, I can hit him for the technical violation. I think guys are a lot comfortable with that. Good, good. So on a scale one to ten, how do you think we as a whole in Illinois are doing with Stalin? You know, uh, ten, 10 being the best, uh, one being the worst. I think we're about an eight in Illinois. Uh, and, and, and I based that upon... Uh, the fact that I do see a lot of uh, other other rest, other coaches, uh, other other wrestlers, other referees, and I think we're probably in the top tier of how we officiate. Uh, I think we call stalling pretty aggressively. Um, we don't typically let the top guy ride uh, as 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 should. I mean, this is not college. Uh, and, and we we make those calls. They're they're very unpopular calls, but we still make them. All right. Well, Kenny, that's about our time for tonight. I want to thank you for uh, taking time out of your day to do this podcast and share your experience. And uh, hopefully, we can uh, put a couple of more of these together on some other topics. Um, any closing remarks you want to throw out there? That you know you want to just tell the the veterans or the up and coming officials? Uh, actually, I do. Actually, this is a great time to be in wrestling. The rules have changed. We've, we've opened up scoring. Uh, we've defined stalling better. Uh, we've got uniform combinations that if it was me, I'd have trouble picking a uniform to come to wrestle in. Um, there, there are so many rule changes now that promote aggressive wrestling. Uh, it's a great time to be in it. You can pin out of bounds. The, the rules have never been so flexible to allow more action. So with all this action that's being promoted, we also have to promote no stalling. So we just all need to get comfortable with making that call. Once it's done consistently throughout the state, 
we're here less griping about it because they're going to expect it to be called. As a matter of fact, they will know it's going to be called. All right. Well, once again, Kenny, thanks for taking your time to do this. And uh, again, I look forward to a future podcast working with you. Thank you much, Mr. Clark. Nice talking to you also. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.